Matty Fresh on the track up his state. And I'm bringing to you live my boys Alec and Nate, Tequila Ty, Jay Nelly, and Dylan in the building. So kick it back, pour the drink. We chillin' because I'm boozing and bitting and ballin' like I'm too six. In the blue kicks, watch me move quick. Yeah, it's the blueprint. So who's getting involved? Welcome into the show. This is booze, bets, and ball, baby. Welcome back to Booze, Bets, and Ball. We are recording on a Monday afternoon. Uh, you might see this Tuesday. You might see this Monday night. I don't know yet. But, Nate, we have a, a lot of good things to talk about in this quick Penn State-Ohio recap before we uh, get on to a more interesting game this coming up Saturday. But 46-10, to 10, uh, the freshmen were all over the place. It was It was a good one. I mean, there's a lot to take away from it. I don't, I don't know where you want to start, but. Uh, well, I think the freshman running backs would be a great place to start. But before we yeah. do that real quick, I mean, just 572 yards of offense. Um, fantastic for Penn State. 6.9 yards per rush, um, yeah. which, oh, my goodness. Like, and we talked about it last week, whether or not they could, whether this would be like a Ball State last year game. Ball State, against Ball State, they ran for 240 yards, so 234 this year, which is like almost identical, um, but the seven yards of rush, and we'll talk about what Nick Singleton did and even Katron Allen a little bit. It's like, yeah. I don't know, it's reminiscent of like five, six years, seven years ago when Saquon was a freshman. Not to get yeah, too far it, ahead of ourselves. but yeah. No, 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 but it, it, it did look like that at times with Singleton. I mean, just, just 10 carries, but 179 yards and two touchdowns. And, you know, we could compare him to Saquon. That's probably unfair. Saquon is obviously one of a kind, I think, with his ability to hurdle guys, catch passes, all the other stuff he did outside of running the ball. But it was almost reminiscent of kind of a Saquon game where there was a 70-yard run and then two runs of, I think, 45 and 48, something like that. And then you look and there's like a run for no gain, a run for minus two. Yeah, It was kind of like a Saquon game that he used to have where it was just these big runs save them but i mean still average 17.9 yards per carry yeah and i did some analysis on this which and that's exactly what i thought and that's exactly the the same thing that people used to say about saquon is that he would break yeah. a huge one but then you'd have a lot of negative plays and um so the team on four runs so singleton ran for 11 70 48 and 44 two touchdowns in that um that is great, right? Those four out of the 30 carries or 33 carries are great. But if you take that away, um, that's 74% of the yards on 12% of their carries. So you're never going to just like knock off 6.9 yards a clip very consistently, but also you don't always like, you don't want to play the lottery and have like a one in 30 chance or something. So right. I a breaking one, right? But I am bolstered by the fact that he got four or three three carries of over forty yards. That's that's that is more than a lottery ticket, right? That that's something yeah. a little bit more consistently uh, than one in twenty or one in thirty. So it's not great from a consistency standpoint, but it's also probably pretty damn good enough. And he is so fast that you will likely continue to see that to happen yeah? or see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they kind of did what we talked about. What they needed to do and they they got outside the tackles with him they they ran a couple outside zones it wasn't inside because honestly the yeah. 
The O-line did not open up still a lot of holes. I think Singleton's first run of the day, the 11-yard one, was a nice inside yep. run with some holes on it. That was good to see. I think Allen had one or two nice inside yeah. runs later in the game. But these were outside of the tackles, running down the sideline, outrunning everybody runs, these three of 44-plus yards. So it's kind of what we expected, I guess. But at the same time, maybe going into next week and beyond, you'd like to see a little more success inside still. Yeah, I, I forget if it was – I think it was the 44-yard touchdown run where there were two guys that could have had him in the backfield. Yeah. He just – you know, it's, he he out-raced them to the outside. Against Auburn, against Michigan, against Ohio State, that probably doesn't happen, and that might be a two- to three-yard loss or, you know, at best. Um, so, you know, we'll have to see how this evolves over the next few weeks, and this week coming is a great test of that. But you're right that they did design for it a little bit more. I think, you know, yeah. when Saquon used to – take things outside. It was because there were like 12 guys bunched up in the middle where the ball like inside zone was supposed to go. And there was just no hole and that he was forced to do that. But now, like you said, they're designing for outside zone and outside run. There was even a pitch. Um, it went to Kevon Lee instead of Nick Singleton, but that's okay. Right. Like that's, yeah, that's something. Yeah. So uh, it was good, but Ohio had eight tackles for loss and five sacks, which you don't love that on, on 17 no. or 76 plays either. So uh, yeah. the line still not, not quite there yet. Yeah, and a couple of those sacks, honestly, were like they, like Clifford, I think, in the yeah. first half. The, the one, he didn't even have a chance on. The second he took the snap, there were three guys in his face. Yeah. I don't know if they're trying to set up a screen on that play. I couldn't really tell because it just broke down so quick. That one was bad. And then Aller kind of ran himself yeah. in a one in the second half, which he probably could have got out of. But, I mean, so, like, maybe two, you could say, were on the quarterbacks, but still five against Ohio, not – really what you're looking to see before you right. face a pretty solid defensive line that Auburn has. Yeah. No turnovers though. So no fumbles, yeah. uh, knock on wood and still, I guess just the one interception on the two games. So, you know, not making terrible decisions and you give up a little bit of a negative play uh, for not having a turnover. Um, let's plug for, for the bloggy uh, coach Caduti from full Shear. Hi. And North Houston did an excellent review yeah. of Aller's game this week and, and had some, you know, a lot of positive to say about him, but also yeah. areas to improve still. So go check that out for the blog on YouTube. Yeah, the, the best way to put it is Aller has everything physically with the just the way he looks to his arm talent, but still learning the reads and yeah. that kind of stuff, which I it was it was really nice to listen to because I think maybe some people who think when Clifford gets sacked with three guys in his face that Aller should come in. You watch that video and you're like, yeah. okay, it's it's not as easy as yeah. I thought it was maybe, but it, w it was good to see Aller play the whole second half. Um, it was the staff, you know, the, the starters did their job in the first half, got out to a 19-point lead. And I don't know if in the past the staff has been comfortable with scrapping the starters with only a 19-point lead. I think that says a lot about the set, these young guys, yeah. This, yeah. the second team that they trust them, and, you know, they expanded the lead, honestly. So I thought that was pretty good to see. I mean, 17 different guys caught a pass, which was, I think, more than all Insane. last year. Yeah, yeah. And, and I wrote – let's see, I wrote it down. Um, nine wide receivers, three tight ends, and five running backs. Like, that's crazy, right? So even Tank yeah. Smith – uh, getting in the game a little bit and catching a pass. So that's pretty good. And uh, Khalil Dinkins with a touchdown. Yeah. Right? Not a great pass from Drew Aller on that one. Um, but the if we talk about him just for a second, right, the the first yeah. touchdown that he threw to, um, I guess, to Harrison, Evans. right? That, Evans, okay. That Evans, was yeah. that was the, like, 45 yards in the air, like, 
no mm-hmm. effort whatsoever. That was the most beautiful pass I've seen a Penn State quarterback throw in, I don't know, my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> right? that was that was good. It was it, it was the most effortless I think I've seen. You know, we're yeah. to like McSurley, the smaller guy, kind of putting everything he has in yeah. his deep shots and Clifford's footwork can be off. That was like the most effortless one I think we've seen in a really long time. And just right on the money. Like, oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, that's why talent, everybody wants to play. There. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it, it, there's more there's more to quarterback than talent, though. I think, like, at running back, you can get away with playing as a true freshman a lot more yeah, yeah. than – so I, I, I think, you know, it, it was a good start, at least. I, I'll leave it at that. I think that we should all be happy with the way he looked. Yeah, for every, you know, for every one Trevor Lawrence that there is, there's a bunch of Braylon Allens and uh, Travion Hendersons and now Nick Singletons, right? It, it's definitely yeah. a lot more unique to have a super-duper star – quarterback right. than it is a running back yeah for sure defense, defense yeah defense yeah. yeah um it was hard to get a read i think on anyone because they rotated so much i think t- like 22 guys played in the first quarter alone or something crazy like that like they almost went three deep on the defensive line we still didn't yeah. see izzard and i don't think smith philbert played either Correct. two guys that did not play against purdue so we'll see if they probably need Izzard for Auburn because I think you're going to want as many defensive tackles down there as possible. But Chop Robinson looked good early, got a couple rushes. Of, I think he tipped the ball at the line. I was a little late getting in. The, the security lines weren't too good. Um, I missed the first drive, admittedly. But um, Yeah, they – I don't know. They, they, they did play a lot of guys. When I was in the yeah. first half, had to look uh, at who number five was on defense – Cam, Cam Miller, Miller. By the way. Yeah. Cam Miller. Yeah, he played very early. I was so shocked. Yeah. Right? But but that I think that's good at the end of the day. And yeah, they're still missing Izzard and, and Smith Vilbert. And hopefully those guys come back because uh need a lot of guys. It's gonna be hot in Alabama yeah. this weekend and humid, and you want to be able to rotate those folks. Um, I did some analysis today though, just like because I I guess we have been overly harsh on the defense, according to some people. Uh, I disagree with that assessment, but for FBS teams who have played two games um, against FBS competition, so I threw out all the FCS stuff. In terms of yards per drive, Penn State right now ranks 22 out of 66. So they're like top third, and they played at least one really good team in Purdue and one you know not so good team in Ohio, but still, like they're they're doing as good as can be expected. And in points per drive allowed, they're slightly better than that. So um, 19th. So, you know, I don't know. Like they're giving up yards, some yards, not a ton of yards. They're not getting turnovers at the rate you would expect. They're not getting too many tackles for loss and sacks, um, but they're keeping the teams, they're keeping their opponents off the scoreboard fairly well and holding them to relatively low yards per possession. So not bad. Not bad. No, not bad at all. And I think the fact that they're rotating so many guys right now, it's hard to get yeah. a real a real read on what the starting go. unit will look like. Yeah, but rested for next week. I think it was really important that PJ Mustafer and uh, Beeman got some more yeah. length to them because they're going to be really counted on next week against those Auburn running backs. So I, I thought it was good to get them in and out, though, give them some rest, but also give them more action. So I'd really no complaints with the defense, I'd say. No, and Chop Robinson, what a great pickup, right? Anybody who yeah. complains about the transfer portal needs to go look at him and Mitchell Tinsley. And, uh, yeah. you know, one more, one more, uh, my MVP uh, for the week, I guess special teams only. We'll give Nick Singleton offense. 
Uh, Barney Amore is the yeah. greatest punter to ever live <laughs> and is like a freaking magician with the ball. Like people say, oh, it's like a sand wedge or something, but like it's not a sand wedge because he punts yeah. it from like many different <laughs> places on the field and gets the same yeah. result every time with the same, like, you know, the same club basically. Just to see it bounce at the one and bounce backwards, um, you got to give him all the credit for yeah. that safety that they got. That was, it's yeah. just, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah, the uh, the run they're on at punters is honestly more impressive <laughs> yeah. than what they've done at running back lately. It seems, it but it does get. Speaking of special teams, though, I miss. We talked about how we want them to kick field goals this week. Like, missed we this field goal, yeah. missed extra point. I, you can get away with that against Ohio I, next week. That worries me a little. I don't know if they're going to go to Sahadoc or if they stick with Pinnaker, <sighs> but that that is something they at least I think have to look at now because it, it did not look great. No, it did not. And after the game, Franklin said he has all the confidence in the world in Pinnegar, which I don't know what you know what to read from yeah. that. I'm sure there's a competition this week to figure it out. But yeah, yeah. I mean, one for two for what? I mean, what was the miss? It was I, I don't remember exactly the length. It was a little, I think a little it was forty longer. something. It might have been yeah. forty five, maybe forty four. Yeah, forty five, forty six. Um, but the PAT miss is bad, right? Because yeah. then I don't know. I'm sure confidence goes down. You start getting the yips. And then yeah. it just all goes all downhill from there. So uh, let's get that straightened out this week. Yeah. So Penn State survived. A lot of other teams did not this week. Uh, the two teams that preseason I said were way over ranked, AM and Notre Dame, both lost mm-hmm. at home to a power group of five teams. Um, AM lost to Appalachian State. And then Notre Dame lost to Marshall and lost their quarterback for the season as well. I think it's kind of a AC joint injury or something like that, they said. <laughs> So they lost, um, and then maybe the biggest news was that the Scott Frost era at Nebraska finally is over after a home loss to Georgia Southern, which it, it was a back. It was an entertaining game, but it's just like you cannot give up forty five points at home to Georgia Southern. It was it was ugly. I watched the second half when I got home from Penn State game, but you could just see on the sideline when they didn't score at the end there. He kind of knew what was. He's like, yeah, that was it. Like, and then the next morning they didn't wait. Yeah. They covered up with the start of the NFL season, I guess, but uh, the end of an era there. Last 10 losses by one possession or less, right? So you, you just yeah. think about how, or well, can't be less, by less than one possession. You just can't, you, you feel bad for them, right? Because that's yeah. an un, unheralded streak. It is. Uh, and they've only had two losses in like the last 10 or 11 games, one to North or two wins. I mean, one against North Dakota, and then they beat North. They crushed Northwestern last year, uh, 56 to seven, and then just a string of heartbreaking losses to really good teams. They lost to Michigan, Minnesota, Purdue, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Iowa, all to end last year. So, yeah, tough string, but he just never, never quite figured it out after the claimed national championship run at UCF to, to finish his career there. Yeah. yeah. A lot, a lot of people saying he'll, he'll be a Nick Saban analyst, which I could see it. We'll see. Uh, yeah. They're four and 11 since the start of last year. And, and their point differential is like plus 70 something. I think. It's, <laughs> it's, it's insane. Uh, it, it, yeah. it makes, it makes no sense. Uh, just out, way out there. It It's definitely an interesting case, something we haven't seen. And, you know, there's a lot of names floating around about who's going to take that job. I'll be interested to see who takes it. I, I, I don't think it's as good of a job as it was, but they have no. a fantastic fan base. And they, you play in the Big Ten West. It's wide open, your chances, because Wisconsin also lost at home to a 
Washington State. That was another upset. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that division is wide open every year. So, I mean, I, I think it's a good job. I don't think it's as good as it was, but I still think a certain a decent amount of people would be interested in it. Yeah, I mean, they, they've not been – super relevant since like the mid nineties, right? Eric Crouch yeah. kind of days and Tommy Frazier, which is before that, I guess. But um I don't know. They're a traditional, but they're like, you know, Florida State, but they've had a resurgence. I don't know how good of a job that is, where that ranks. It is it is definitely not like Tom Osborne level or you know, back where it was in the eighties. Um and recruiting to the the where were we? Back in. Okay. So a little Wi Fi issue. Scott Frost. Yeah, yeah. I was making an excellent point about NIL. You were Nebraska and um, get them NIL money these days. So, yeah. All right. Well, we were going to wrap this one up anyway, honestly, because we wanted to keep it shorter because our preview for the Auburn game is going to be a longer one. Uh, Kyle, who is known as All Auburn on Twitter, is going to join us to uh, break that one down. Should be a good one. Going to make a, long, a longer one. Tyler should be here. Justin, too. Uh, Justin's bets. Uh, Alabama did not even come close to covering. They almost lost. Pitt and Tennessee slightly hit the under, and Penn State did cover. So the, the three things we harped on the most, we went uh, one for three on, I think, but – that happens, I guess. So we're going to break this. We're going to end this, not break that. We're going to end this one right now. Please remember to subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Big episode on Wednesday. We're going to record on Wednesday. Might come out Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Not sure yet. But uh, for Wi Fi List Nate, I'm Alec. Thanks for watching.